Pini, this is Saratova Best, Parshas Tetzava. So, of course, we know that this is, a, this is, well, let's call it an essence Parsha. And the question we want to ask ourselves before we start the Sicha is, where, 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 is the, where is what I need in life? Why isn't it visible in front of my eyes? Where exactly is it? If I, if I need something and I don't see it, does that mean it doesn't exist? And why am I trying to dance in the month of other? What exactly is all, that all about? Why, why, do, why does it say that we have to be besimcha in the month of other? So Parsha Tetzava is the one Parsha after the birth of Maishra Benu where we know there's a famous point that Maishra Benu's name is not in the Parsha. It's the one and only after his birth where he's not there. And of course, there are two reasons, because that's the day that he passed away. On the, he passed away on the 7th of Adar. And so um, the Parsha, close to his passing, does not have him in it to show that Maishra Benu left the world. That's one thing. The other reason is because, of course, we know that Maishra Benu said, Hashem, if you're not going to save the Yidden, then erase me from your Tyrus. So Hashem did. So there we go. But really, those two explanations don't sit so well. It doesn't really fit so well because the reason for, when we look at the reason for Maishra Benu passing away because, so Maishra Benu passed away, okay. So why wouldn't he be in the Parsha? Because he passed away? Okay. But it says... <coughs> The day of passing overwhelms, uh, uh, sorry, the day of birth overwhelms the day of passing. And we know that Maishra Benu was born on by another. So he was born in other and he passed away in other. So which one would be stronger? The fact that he was born in other. So you would think he would be in the Parsha even more strongly, not eliminated he would be even in the parsha because the parsha let's say if he was born connected to parsha's titzava if he was then then he would be in the parsha <laughs> so um okay but then there's a whole other energy here there's a whole other thing which is Haman when he was throwing lots to figure out which day and which month was the good month for him to try to, God forbid, destroy the Yidden. It came to the month of Adar, and he said, oh, good, that's the month that, there, that Moses passed away. And he didn't know that that was also the time that Maishu Rabbein was born. Of course, our question is, why didn't he know that? If he knew that Maishu Rabbein passed away, why didn't he know that Maishu Rabbein was born? I mean, it's true, it's a less celebrated day and we're going to postulate that he could not relate to the energy of the birth of the Nasiadar because at the moment of a person's birth their essence is revealed at the moment of a person's passing everything they achieved is summed up but at the moment of their birth their essence is revealed 
the birth of Maishu Rabbeinu, the essence of Maishu Rabbeinu, that's something so huge on such a much higher frequency that no doubt Haman could not have any visibility into that frequency or accessibility into that frequency. So, so again, that's the idea of um, so why the Tyra decided to take Meshavenu's day of passing to passing to eliminate him from the from the Tyra rather than um, the day of Meshavenu's um, birth. So that's that's one question. And then the other question is, of course, Maishu Rabbeinu saying, okay, so eliminate me from your Taira. Why? Because it's either me together with them or that's it. Me together with the Yidden or that's it. So we are trying to find a good location for this microphone. So, when Maishravenu said, eliminate me from your Tyra, where is it written? In Parshas Kisisa, after Parshas Tetzava. So then, maybe Maishravenu would be eliminated from Parshas Kisisa, but not Parshas Tetzava. And, and we know that Parshas Tetzava is said before the Chet Ha'egel. Okay. And then we have to understand what the connection is between these two reasons, one to the other. Okay, so we want to know about Zion Adar. About the month of Adar, it says in the Gemara, the, the lottery fell in the month of Adar, and Haman was happy. He said, oh, great, the month of Meshurbenu passed away, and he didn't know it was the month that he was, he was born. Okay. Meaning that the birth of Meishu is creates a bittel, overwhelms the gazera of Haman in the month of Adar. Which one's stronger? Haman's gazera or Meishu birth? And that's a really important question when it comes to everything. For instance, right now we're in a situation where the world is talking about Lalenu coronavirus. This is Haman's world. This is this is the world of nature. This is Haman's world. This is the world of scary threats of global annihilation, God forbid. Well, that's exactly Haman's thing. So we're, we're going to assume there's no, you never know, yes, the, the, the conspiracy theorists, but we're going to assume that there is no nasty, horrible monster who created this virus and um, infected all of China. But, you, you know, these days you never know, and some conspiracy theorist is going to come up with that and pinpoint the person. So there we go. What was Haman's thing? He wanted to go to the very core of humanity, Yidden, who have been brought into this world for eternity, and he wanted to 
uneternalize eternity. Okay? He wanted to uneternalize eternity. He wanted to he wanted to here we are. We're here to teach the world and illuminate the world and live forever. And that was the one thing he wanted to stop. He couldn't take that. That was the one thing he wanted to stop. And so, same thing now. You know, world annihilation, basically. Go to the core of life. Go to this aspect that gives life to the entire world. In, our, in, in the time of Haman, it was the Yidden. And go and, and, and destroy it at its core and end the whole thing, God forbid. That's what he wanted to do. And what's the difference between that and the coronavirus? So what do we know? What's the Luma said? What's our antidote to that, maybe? What, what, what tool do we need to fight the coronavirus? Daniela, what would you say? To fight the coronavirus? Mm-hmm. To fight the coronavirus? Yeah, to fight it. I would say, because it's right now, it's happening in the month of Adar, Simcha, Shira Vizimra, sing and dance in Vishenichnas Adar Marbin Besimcha. Now, most people would say, that's about the craziest thing they ever heard. You know, you'll sing and dance and everything will be fine. But it's probably true. You'll sing and dance and everything will be fine. These are coming from two completely different frequencies. If you go to somebody who's a, you know, World Health Organization um, researcher, statistician, and you say, well, we're not worried because we're singing and dancing, they'll say, oh, my goodness, you've been out in the sun too long, (laughs) right? (laughs) That's really crazy. And yet, no doubt it's true or what was done at the time of Purim, they gathered 22,000 children. And that nullified the Gezerah of Haman. So, um, here's a, the Rebbe saying, the birth of Meishrabeinu on the 7th of Adar was Pyle created, uh, nullified the Gezerah of Haman. So it's not only that, Mordech, sorry, it's not only that Meishrabeinu nullified the Gezerah, but his birthday nullified the Gezerah. Well, his birthday is coming up this Tuesday. Yes. His birthday is a day for nullifying Gezerahs. So what do we have to do? In a way of the month became a joyous month. And v'lachain mishenichnas adar marbin v'simcha. So the Gezerah was off, the month became, became transformed to a month of joy, and therefore when other comes, and it became transformed to a month, a month of joy because of it being the month of Maishrabenu's birthday, and therefore Mishanichnas Adar Marbin Besimcha, so now let, let's work backwards. Be Besimcha, the month of other to nullify the Gezerah of Haman, and please God will be fine. You know, at the last second, they'll find something or it will stop at a certain place or it will find that people with certain gene pool are not susceptible or, or whatever it is, right? So an other 
Bari Takrif Mazli. Because our mazel is powerful in the month of other. I know somebody who, it says that if you have a court case, you should, with a non-Jew, you should go in the month of other. So I know somebody that had a lawyer and a certain court case. So he got a, he got a call in the month of other saying, sorry, but it didn't work out. So his conclusion is that he always has bad mazel in other. Now, here's the question. Can one be a Jew and have bad mazel in other? No. It says our mazel is strong, especially if you're in a court case with a non-Jew. So the fact that he didn't win the court case in the way that he thought he was going to means that clearly it wasn't the winning of the court case in the obvious way, in the limited way that he perceived it, that he will be awarded this much money and all of that. Clearly, it's impossible that a, for a year to have bad mazel in the month of other. So, <coughs> there, so other, other, bari v'takif mazli. In other, our mazel is very strong. There's a mailem yuchedes, there's a special mailem in the month of other that we don't see in any other month. So, Something we have to understand is from the words of the Gemara, the fact that the birth of Maish Rabbeinu is mevatel, the negativity of his passing. His birth negates the negativity of his passing. And because of his passing, Haman was happy. Because Maish Rabbeinu passed away, Haman thought, now I can be victorious. But because he was born, then it, over, it, 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 it overshadowed all of this. So Lechaira, there's no proof that Biglazed, Tegada, Mailasa, It still is not a proof to show that this is a month more powerful than others. So here's the question. Why is this a month that's so powerful? What makes the month so powerful? We know... Good, we're singing and dancing. But what makes the month so powerful? Why is our muzzle healthy, strong, and powerful in this month? And so when Haman decided that he wanted to do what he was going to do, he made a gyrel, and he started in the month of Nisan, and it came to the schus of Pesach, and he said, well, forget that. No, he came to the month, the, 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 it fell on, the dice fell on, Pesach, on, sorry, on the month of Nisan. He said, oh, well, that one's not going to work because Pesach. So then the dice fell on the month of Ear, and he said, well, that one's not going to work for me because Pesach Shani. Okay, and each month he kept on going, and he said, oh, no, this month they had that muzzle. And that month they have this muzzle. So he went back and he looked and he said, oh, yay, when it fell, and one has the muzzle of a sheep and a this and a that, when it fell on the month of other, he said, yay, other has no schus. And its muzzle has no schus. He was immediately happy. The dice fell on the month of other, perfect. <coughs> All he knew was, and bad month for the Jews. That's what he thought. 
And he didn't know, of course, that on the first of other, Maishu Benu passed away and was born. Now, notice these words, the first of other. When did Maishu Benu pass away and was born? What day? The seventh. So why is it saying on the first of other? It says in Medrash Rabbah. I think uh, Esther Rabbah. Why the first? To show that, according to Taira, whatever Zion other is about, the powerful mazel, it actually fills up the whole month. It's not a one-day event. This is not one day in the month of other we have a strong mazel. We have a strong and powerful mazel in the entire month. Just like the whole month is included in Rosh Chodesh, so too the mazel of Zion Adar is, is included in the entire month, as if Zion Adar is Rosh Chodesh. On a spiritual level, Zion Adar is Rosh Chodesh. It's the beginning and it's the head of the month, and it, its mazel fills the entire month. Okay, so that's one thing. So now we understand we have, whether we see it or not, if we feel like we have an unhealthy mazel in the month of Adar, then something then we're missing a piece in our understanding of reality because by definition, a Jew cannot have an unhealthy mazel in the month of other. Bari v'takif mazli, of a Jew, by definition. So he maybe has to open his eyes and see that what he thought would be an expression of good mazel is an expression of a smaller mazel, and really his good mazel is still in place in the month of other what's being given to him is something way bigger than what he thought he was, what he had his sights set on, whatever that would look like. So, but, so, um, so here's the thing. The mazel is the mazel of fish in the month of Adar. And of course, we know that Haman came along and said, ha, 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 ha just like fish swallow, because he knew it was the mazel of other, just like fish swallow, I will swallow up the Jews. <laughs> and Hashem said, Russia, fish sometimes swallow, and sometimes they are swallowed. And now this person that wants to swallow will be swallowed up. He will be swallowed up. So Haman wants to swallow all of us. What's going to happen in the end? What do we know about the month of other? If Haman wants to swallow all of us, then we will swallow him. Whatever negative thing wants to swallow us up, God forbid, in the month of other, in the end we will swallow it. It will not be victorious. We will be victorious. Or the Pintaliyid in us, will be victorious. And so that emphasizes even more that the birth of Maishrabenu takes care of all the negativity, like he wanted to swallow us. No, 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 not in the month of Adar. But the month itself, maybe, does the month still remain a month that has no schus and its mazel has no schus? In other words, 
this is a month without a schuss and without, with a mazel that has no schuss, really. So then how is our mazel powerful? Uh, if you're going to have a month, in which your mazel is going to be strong. It's going to be a month in which the, the month has a mazel. But we're saying this is the weakest in a way. This is a month without a mazel. So what's going on? <coughs> so it turns out, of course, that on a person's birthday, his mazel is very strong. And it mazala gaither. And so when Maishrabenu is born... His mazel is strong. And when Maishu Bain was born, Maishu Yisrael, Yisrael who Maishu. Nasi Adar who Nasi So on the day when his mazel, we are all within him. On the day that his mazel is strong, our mazel is strong. In the month when his mazel is strong, our mazel is strong. Which is that day, Zion Adar. Which is that month, Adar. So his mazel and our mazel are, are healthy and strong the entire month of Adar. And including every Maishu Rebbeinu throughout all of history until the end of time, our mazel is strong. And so from this we know about the mazel of the month. The, when, the mazel when Maishu Rebbeinu was born. We get an extra strength from this powerful mazel. The birth of Maishu Benu, Maishu Yisrael, on the seventh of Adar, the birth of Maishu Benu on the seventh of Adar and his strong mazel has an effect on the entire month. So that Bari Vitakis Mazlam Shah Yisrael, so that we have a powerful mazel. So now, okay, now let's go back to Haman. What's doing with him? So but Haman said, Oh good, other doesn't have a mazel and it's and it doesn't have a schus and it's mazel doesn't ain't um schus Other doesn't have a schus and it's mazel doesn't have a schus. So what's the truth? It doesn't need a schus. There's no need for the schus of other and its mazel. We have something better than that schus. And especially in this month. The schus of Pesach, that's for the month of Pesach, etc. But there's something even higher than the schus and the mazel of a month, which is... Um, Something even more powerful than that. The birth of Maishu has an effect on the whole month, we said. We take our Kayach from Maishu not from the Swiss of the month, but we have our Kayach and our power in this month from Maishu And that's why it says here, Esther Rabba, the Echad Ba'adr Nailid Maisha. Maishu was born on the first of other, the kavana is to emphasize the effect on the whole month. So his birth makes us powerful. For how long? The whole month. And, and, <coughs> and especially in a year when it, that year, 
it was um, a leap year, which is not this year, so we're going to skip that. Okay. So, what is a mazel? If our mazel is powerful and healthy in this month, what is a mazel? Mazel means, do you know what it is? How would you define it? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll tell you what it says here. Mazel means the source of the neshama above. The neshama comes down here to be in a body, and it's only a ha'ara of the neshama that comes into the body. Most of the neshama is, remains outside of the body. Some of your neshama is inside your body, and most of it is above your body. The part of your neshama that's outside of your body, what's it called? Mazel. Called mazel. Called totally mazel. Everything depends on mazel. Why does everything depend on mazel? Because everything's depending on what's being filtered from your neshama outside of you to your neshama inside of you. Nizel. It drips down. The part of your neshama outside of you is dripping down into your life. And that's why it says, so what does that mean, ein mazel Yisrael? There's no mazel for, the, for Yisrael. The mazalas of the sarim and the koichavim asher chalak l'chol amim. The constellations, you know, the moon, the stars, the constellations, and all the mazalas that we have from that, we don't take our influence from there. But rather... We take our influence from higher than Mazalas. So we're coming from a place above the constellations and we're drawing our sustenance, our spiritual sustenance from above the constellations. The rest of the world is taken from the constellations. So do we have any connection to Mazal? Yeah, we also have a Mazal. The Mazal of Yisrael is even higher, is way higher than Mazal from the constellations. Because if it says ain mazal Yisrael, it means that the mazal of a yid is ain, ayin. The mazal of a yid is ayin. As it says, the chachma me ayin timsa. Ayin she'ena musag v'lachin yesh bem inyan mesiris nefesh alamayla mesech. Our mazal is from a place of ayin of a complete transparency in our oneness with Hashem, who has no boundaries. That's why, but that will come to later, that's why the whole natural approach of a yid is Mesiris Nefesh. Go out of, out of his normal earthly existence and go... A yid always is like a candle. He always wants to go back up to that place of the mazel of the yid is ayin. A yid always wants to go to ayin. A yid will always feel better going into ayin rather than yesh. When a yid is living in this world as a yesh, he never does well. <laughs> right? We just don't do well in this world as a yesh. It's not our natural habitat. We, we're, <coughs> we're not at our best over here. So as if anybody's doing well here, but we're not at our best. So we're, but besides that, we're always trying to reconnect to our source, Ein Mazali Yisrael, our source, which is Ayn. 
So, <coughs> so, and this is all emphasized in the birth of Maishravenu in the month of Adar. If it's his birth, it's our birth. Because birth is connected with what? What happens when you're born? It's connected with Etima Matthias. It's connected with your essence above your name. So, and when a person is born, does he have a name? He doesn't have a name when he's born. That shows on the Etima Neshama, which is higher than the five names. We have five parts of the Neshama, Nefesh, Ruch, Neshama, Chayim, Yechida. And higher than that is the essence, which really has no name. And the fact that we give it the name, the word essence, because you have to do something. You can't just go, ah, 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 ah. But it's higher than Chaya, it's higher than Yechida. And that is the strong part of us, the strong mazal of the Yid, the Esam and the Shama in the month of, of, of other. In other words, the Ayin of us, the Esam of the Neshama, which is higher than all, everything that you have and everything that you are, that's the part that becomes strong in the month of Adar, your essence. Now, okay, here's the good news and the weird news. So what does the essence of a Yid cause him to want to do naturally? He always wants to go back up and be with Hashem on that level. That's, that's just his natural instinct. What's that, what does that look like in everyday life? It has a name. It's called Nasiris Nefesh. So other is the month where, in which a Yid just naturally keeps wanting to have Mesiris Nefesh because, uh, you know, I mean, it sounds ridiculous, right? You eat a lot of sugar, so you just want to run around. You, you want to run around. You don't want to sit. That's why, you know, we don't like to feed kids too much sugar because when you eat a lot of sugar, you want to jump up and run around a lot. So... And when you have a, a, a calming thing, you want to sit a lot. Okay? So when your Esam and Neshama is strong, it, the one thing you want to do is leave the world. Or not so much leave the world, but um, leave behind anything that gets in its way of being one with Hashem. It's not that the instinct of a Jew is he always wants to get out of the world. He just can't bear to be disconnected from Hashem. That part of him that that ayin is extremely strong in the month of Adar. So we can't tolerate anything in the month of Adar that wants to disconnect us from Hashem. It just makes us crazy. So, um, so now we can understand what the birth of Maishu Rabbeinu has to do with Haman. Uh, sorry, sorry, with the story of Purim. Remember, Haman was saying, listen, I got to pull off this Purim miracle. He didn't really. But he said, I got to do it all before, you know, I got to do it all before Purim because I got to sync it all up. So Haman had his plans. And as a result of his plans, we had a victory. Kedusha had a victory. And now we have the Yantif of Purim. So, you know, the joke these days, right? Uh, Pyro made so much trouble, we turned him into a matzo ball. Haman made so much trouble, we turned them into a cookie. Uh, the, the Greeks made so much trouble, we turned them into a latka. So anybody who comes along to try to make trouble for us these days, God forbid, what food are we going to turn them into? 
That's basically it, right? It's a, it's a known joke already, but it's cute. Hmm. Right, lollipop. Right, something like that. Who, who, you know, just try to start up with us. We'll we'll make you into some kind of a food, and be eating it all the time. So, when we look at the whole story of Purim before it was Purim, the whole Gezeira of Haman, we see an amazing thing. The whole time that we were in danger because of the Gezeira of Haman, how long how long did it take? How long did we have to face one year? A year is a long time. People can have Mysterious Nefesh for one day as a group, or or one person could have it for a long, long time, but you can't have all the people having it all the time, all together, for any extended amount of time. You never did before. There was one time in history, one, 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 when this became the case. Story of Purim. And then, of course, the Friedrich Rebbe pulled that story of Purim and all the possibility of Messiris Nefesh into, um, communi- in, in, into Stalinist time. And then the Rebbe brought it into our time, that, that ability for Messiris Nefesh. So, but here, here was the Gezeira, and Bechol Shah, the Shah, Hayu Muchanim, Limsor, Nafsham, Lahariga, Velola, Vorachas, Daschas, Vashalom. We had an entire year, and we, for an entire year, every single hour, we were ready for Messiris Nefesh. The, um, the extent of it is beyond, beyond, beyond. The, the Rebbe calls it Messiris Nefesh al-Kiddush Hashem. So we had a very simple solution. There were two groups. There were the Yehudim, and there were the Ivrim. And anybody who decided to become an Ivri was fine, because there was only on the Yehudim. The Yehudim were the ones who were absolutely stubbornly refusing to bow. Right? Denied a Vaidazara and and stood up for um, and stood up for the truth of Tyra and wouldn't give in. And wouldn't give in. So you would think, some people would say, come on, give it up. You have children and children's children. It's three in the morning. You wake up and you think, what am I doing? Save them. Not save them. Let them be saved. And afterwards, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll do what they do. But save them. And nobody had a foreign thought. Nobody had such a thought the entire year. Not one single man, woman, or child had such a thought. Maybe we should just become part of the Ivrim and save ourselves. Or if we don't save ourselves, we'll save our children. If we don't save our children, we'll save our grandchildren. Let them live. Let them have a chance to live. Nobody thought that. It's beyond superhuman. As the Rebbe says, Yeah, okay, luckily we're allowed to. I think so, probably. I, I probably I'll be, it's a good question. I'll be halacha. Were they allowed to give up their lives? Um, I don't know. It is a good question, but that's exactly the point. They couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't. Why couldn't they? That's the thing. And again, 
when, when you're talking about being a big hero yourself, it's one thing. But being a hero in somebody else's life, you know, that's a different thing. Let them live. Don't decide that they should. It's your children, your children's children. Let them live. Just switch over, become Ibrahim. Like the Muranos, you know, secretly you'll do what you do in your basement. And outwardly, you'll look like you're bowing down. Big deal. That's all it took. They wouldn't do it. That's, that's probably one of the reasons that the whole world didn't like us for all those generations. Because that's something they can't relate to. When push comes to shove, every other culture, every other civilization, when they're, you know, I always tell the story, the girl who, the girl who told me that she read the book Hawaii, and it talks about different civilizations, and every civilization is shown at some point to have someone come along and say, give up, give up your religion, give up your philosophy, and bow down to us. So every civilization, she said, according to this book, bowed down, and secretly, they, in their minds, they maintained their own beliefs. And when the enemy left, they went back to doing what they wanted to do. She said, only the Jews just refused to bow down, no matter what. Everybody else did what's normal. They refused to bow down. Uh, sorry, everybody else bowed down, faked it, and then did what they wanted afterwards. She said, that's normal. She said, I don't understand the Jews. doesn't make any sense. That, that was what she noticed. She wasn't Jewish. So I said, okay, well, uh, that's the difference between me and you. I understand that you don't. To her, it made, made zero sense. Why shouldn't they bow down? And to me, it made perfect sense. Why should they bow down? So she's, but you'll save your life. Well, what are you saving? Who needs it? So, so this is this is probably one of the reasons that the world the world didn't like us all these generations. You know, we don't. They didn't like people who stand by their their truth till the end. They don't like that. Stand by your truth, you know, most of the time, but. Not till the end. That that was too. That's too annoying for the world to see people like us. But Baruch Hashem, now not annoying anymore. So, <coughs> if we had just been willing to change over to Ivrim, then Haman wouldn't have done anything. And if we just stayed Yehudim, that was it. At the end of the year, everybody's gone. And we never had a machshavah. As it says in Torah Or, we didn't have one single negative thought, nobody, for an entire year. How was that possible? Where did we get that kind of kayach? Everybody, all together. We got it from the revelation of Etzim and Neshama, which knows only that language. You don't bow down. Etzim and Neshama says, you don't bow down. No, but maybe a little bowing down, Etzim and Neshama says, no, you don't bow down. No, but maybe just a tiny bit, Etzim and Neshama says, no, no, you don't bow down. So the strength to not bow down, even though it made sense to bow down, we got from Etzim and Neshama. Where did we get the strength of Etzim and Neshama? From whom did we get it? From Maishu 
That's the whole Indian of the birth of Maishu Rabbeinu on Zion Other in the month of Other. In the month of Other, because it's Maishu Rabbeinu's birth month, our, our power of Etzim and Neshama is very, very, very strong in the month of Adar. So when did the story of Purim happen? When did the miracle of Purim happen? In the month of Adar. Why? Because this is the month where Maishar Benu empowered us to be like him. We don't bow down, no matter what. And he empowered us for an entire year to stand in that level. So the miracle came out. I guess it started around Pesach time. And then the miracle came out in the month of other through his power. The, the revelation of the, of the etim of the yid the, through Meishrebenu. We were born, so to speak, our birthday is in the month of other. Meaning the birth of who we really are. No matter when our birthday really is in the month of other, now we're born. You know, until now we've kind of been hanging out doing stuff. But we're really born into being a true Jew when it comes to the month of other. It's like you're going along, you know, doing stuff, doing stuff, doing stuff. All of a sudden the month of other hits, boom. It's not that you have a rebirth. You have a birth. You step into the shoes of Maishu And that's what happened to us then. And there's always the Nasi Hadar there ready to bring that and make that available to us. At the time of Purim, it was Mordechai. It was Mordechai at the time of Purim. And, in our, and then in Tafresh Pei, and Tafresh Pei Zion, it was the Free of the Gereba. And, and I mean, that's the, the unbelievable thing about the Atatid Sabbath. When you look at it, the Free of the Gereba clearly looked back in history and said, we are facing Stalin. We need incredible Messiris Nefesh to not bow down. To just give up, you know, to keep on going. And that was, it demanded Messiris Nefesh, literal Messiris Nefesh. Because the Friedrich Rebbe never, this is in the 20s, the Friedrich Rebbe did not promise his Chassidim that they would survive. He told them straight. You may survive, you may not. Be prepared to not survive. Where is it that the Friedrich Rebbe is going to take this Kayach from for Hasidim to be so strong? You mean, from the one and only time in history when, as a whole nation, we were empowered to perfect Messir Snefesh? When? Story for him. Mordechai. Mordechai is Sadiq. So the Friedrich Rebbe took the Kaya from there, said the Maimur Vekibel HaYehudim, and brought to us, empowered us with that Kaya. Empowered us with that Kaya of Mesiris Nefesh. Little distraction in the back here. And, one second. Okay. And that was in, uh, I guess, Tafresh Pei, 1920, maybe. 
when when the Kibbutz Hayyudim was said in the twenties. The Friedrich Rebbe, through that mimer, empowered Yidden to be able to stand up to Stalinist times with total mysterious nefesh. And then in Tavshin Mem Aleph, the Rebbe said a mimer based on that mimer, and again pulled the Kayach from the time of Purim that was then infused in the, into the, the 1920s, into Stalinist times, through the Maimur Vikibal Yehudim, and the Rebbe pulled that Kayach into Va'ata Dezava, the Maimur Va'ata Dezava, and empowered us to be able to do it in a way of, well, it's no longer a question of giving one's life al-Kiddush Hashem to not die al-Kiddush Hashem, to stand up to the enemy, but rather now to pull the light of Mashiach down into the world. And and uh, whatever uh, every, that in, in entails, to switch over from a gullus way of experiencing life and thinking about life to a geula way, and bring the light of Mashiach into the world. So this is hinted at in the words of Chazal: Adar bari v'takif mazli. In Adar, the mazel is very strong. The mazel is in a way is is in a way that is very powerful. And since in Adar the mazel of a yid is ayin. What is our mazel in Adar? Ayin, which is etzemanefesh. What's going on? What's the strongest thing you have going on in the month of Adar? Etzemanefesh. Therefore, azay misgala hachizek v'taykef etzemaneshama. So the power of your etzemaneshama, the power of your pintle yid is very, very, very strong in the month of Adar. And it gives us the kayach to be meiser nefesh al kiddush Hashem. So now, and we did have such an incident, you know, and with, with the passing of Pesulei Rapine. So, but here, the Rebbe is also telling us that the power to live Geula, which it's not a simple shift, to switch from a gullus way of thinking to a geula way of thinking, it's not simple for a whole lot of reasons. Um, we we're being empowered to not back down and revert into the old gullus way of thinking about things, which is the normal way of thinking. But we're we're being empowered to create a new normal, and this is hinted at in the name of the month other. If you want your investments to grow, plant them in the month of Adar. That means whether it's money or any kind of investment or an emotional investment or a relationship, a a project, anything. If you want something to be successful, start it in the month of Adar as it says, Adir Bamaram Hashem. Because Adir is Lashen Kiyum V'chayzek, and that's why it's called Adar. It means um, sustainability. That's why it's called Adar, Adir Bamaram Hashem. And in the month of Adar, what's emphasized? The strength of a Yid, and we're called Adirim. Adirim Elu Yisrael. V'adirim Kocheftebam. Adir Adir means something powerful, something strong. Strength in Avaidas Hashem, including the Chayzik and the Aimet 
for Mesiris Nefesh, the Echad, Shalemaylemeyasecho. The strength to live Mesiris Nefesh, what's the joke that they say? Is it in the month of, what's the, oh, what is the, what, what is the hot dog vendor, no, what does the Kabbalists say to, what they say, Kabbalists say to the hot dog vendor, give me, uh, make me one with everything. Make me one with everything. <laughs> so, so now, we understand, other Other has no schus, and its mazal has no schus. After we know that in that Meishabain was born in Adar, and that's why his mazal is very powerful, then and we understand that the level of ayin is revealed in the month of Adar. So now we know Meishabainu is born, and what's revealed and his mazal is ayin. His mazel is, what, what is essentially the, the what's Maishar Benu all about? He is completely, one billion percent, transparent in his relationship with Hashem. He doesn't have another will. His will is the will of Hashem. His power is the power of Hashem. His, his, his reach, his dreams, his, his idea of what reality is and can be, is the same as the way Hashem thinks and the way Hashem feels. So he's completely synced up with Kedusha in terms of being able to think globally, think big, think eternally, etc. That's who he is. And because all of that is powerful in the whole month, and he gives us that in the whole month, in the month we have the power of Ayin. A mazel the Israel who schus shall other mazel. The mazel of our mazel is the schus becomes is the schus of other and its mazel. So our mazel. So in other words, so to bring it back, how do we say one second? Every month, remember, we go back to Haman. He said every month has its mazel and its schus, except for the month of other. Ain mazel Israel, and other has no schus. Great. It's ain tchus other. Right. The tchus of other is ayin, is ain. That's the tchus. The ability to live on the level of ayin. And Dhaka, we'll do one little part more. And Dhaka, the seventh of other. Seventh of other shows on the shlemus, the fullness of the month of other. Because seven days of the week, seven days of creation, the mila and the shlemus of the month of other comes down into every day, seven days of the week time. And the name of other is Aleph Dar. Hashem, living in Hashem's reality. Living in Hashem's world. That's what we just said about Meishar Benu. He lives in Hashem's world. Aleph Dar. Where does he live? In Aleph. And when it comes to the seventh of other, meaning making a dira for Hashem through the seven days of the week, etc. And this, and this is hinted at 
in the birth of Maishu Rabbeinu, it says, when he was born, what did the house look like when he was born? What did his house look like? It was filled with light. Why? His birth created light, a revelation of Hashem in the entire house, in the entire world. And that's um, emphasized even more in the pu'ul of how he lived his life. He built the Mishkan. And what does the Mishkan do? Brings Hashem's presence down into the world. When Rosh Chodesh Nisan came, came along, and Hashem said to build the Mishkan, so, Shalach lehem ma'atem We said, we made the Mishkan. Where's the Shechina? It was the month of other. We made the Mishkan. Bafi Lagani, Achosikala. Amar Yishmael ben Rabbi Yaisi, Lagan, Inksiv el Lagani, Lagnuni, Lamakam Shari, Ikrit Bitchila, Ikrit China Bitsachtainim Haisa. So we know the idea of Bafi Lagani. The Shechina left. Hashem created the world. We did different things wrong. The Shechina went up from one level to the next, to the next, to the seventh heaven. And then different tzaddikim came along and brought the Shechina down from the seven to six, six to five, five to four, four to three, three to two, two to one. And then Maishu Rabbeinu the seventh was here to bring the Shechina all the way down to the earth. Okay. So it comes to Chaf Gimel Adar, the, the Mishkan is up. In the Shivas Yemei Miluyim, that the, these days, these, these seven days where they put up the Mishkan, took it down, put it up, put it, took it down, put it up, took it down. Okay. The Shechina didn't come into the Mishkan. At the beginning of the month of of Adar, only from Chaf Gimel Adar on till the end, on the eighth day, Shina came down with Maishur Benu brought it down. So the beginning of the month of Adar emphasizes the strength of Aleph. The first of the word Adar, higher than the world. And the rest of the month of Adar, and especially on the, on the seventh of Adar, and when we get closer to the end of the month, we're talking about, then we have Aleph Dar, the Mishkan becomes activated and Hashem is in the world. At the end of the month of Adar, when they start putting up the Mishkan, and they up, down, up, down, up, down every day, and the Shekhinah didn't come, um, the Shekhinah still couldn't come down fully into this world in a way of Adir B'maram Hashem because the Hamshach and the Gili it was still above the world and the Iker bringing it down into the world in a permanent way was on Rosh Chodesh Nisan came through the Nisim Chanukah the Mishkan through the 12 Nisim emphasizes the revelation of Hashem in the world, etc. So this all comes, okay, 
this all comes through my Shurvenu. Um, so, essentially, to sum it all up, what are we learning here? That everything comes through my Shurvenu. He activates us to become like him. In his birth, on his birthday and in his birth month, we are being activated by Hashem to be like Maishra Venu. And when we are like Maishra Venu, we can do anything. And that, ex- that explains why the, the nace of Purim happened in the month of Adar. Because in the month of Adar, we step into being our real selves. Once we step into being our real selves, then nothing in the world is as strong as us. Then we have jurisdiction over the world, not the world has jurisdiction over us. So the Gezeira of Purim, Rahman Aslan, which was to destroy us, God forbid, once and for all, ended up becoming a, so to say, the decree to destroy us, God forbid, once and for all, ended up becoming a decree to give us eternal life once and for all. The month of the, the Yantav of Purim will be forever. Mm-hmm. And not only did Haman not succeed, he didn't swallow us, we swallowed him. He didn't make it into a national, God forbid, day of disaster for us, it became a Yantav. Mm-hmm. Whatever the significance is of a three-cornered um, cookie, I don't know, whatever that's all about, why, why a three-cornered cookie. But so this is the month when we are being empowered to be treated to be our real self. And therefore, and how do we do it? And how do we turn over all the gazers we said? When we are besimcha, when we sing and dance, even for five minutes in the month of other, then reverse engineering, it enables us turn over any negative gazera that's at us or even in the world, Rahman Islam, so that we should have Laihudim Haisa Arvasimcha Vasasan Zikar Kain Tiyalana.